Hey everybody, how y'all doing? We're Black Techies back for another episode. I'm your host, Cashley, my co-host, Greg. What's going on, Greg? Not much, just another week. Um, luckily, we haven't had that big of a break between last episode, so there's not much to discuss. I'm just really excited for another show. Yeah, you? so... Yeah, so I'm on the way to becoming a grown-up. So I've decided to get back into the housing search and actually found a home. So kind of going through that whole process. Yeah. You already like put in the offer and all that? Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit just got real. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. So time to be a grown-up. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing. And, of course, trying to calm my anxiety because it's a whole new process to me. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, no no complaints at all. Like, life is good. No complaints. Um, everything is good at work and all of that. But, yeah, so I guess we can go ahead and get into the show. Uh, the main topic is the MGM hack. <laughs> Uh, a, a threat actor group has taken responsibility for hacking not only the MGM, but also Caesars as well. Um, just kind of give a brief rundown on what actually happened. Um, a threat actor actually went to LinkedIn just to find a, a random employee for MGM and then contacted MGM basically along the lines of saying, you know, I'm locked out of something. I need access. Um, MGM had, I guess, no protocols or controls in place to do any real identity checks. So this person was able to get access to the network and did quite a bit of damage. And this impacted not only their hotel but also their casinos now this is really significant because um mgm actually hosts a lot of black hat events now for those who don't know what the black hat is that's basically your your hackers your threat actors your um Mm. your ransomware attack artists like basically they hack for ransom um and then of course you may have some gray hats who may fall in between a white and a black hat. And of course your white hats, they're your ethical hackers. So just to kind of brief rundown on what I mean by black hats. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's kind of crazy how easy it was for them to not only get get into the NGM, but to do as much damage as they did. And I think it took in total maybe 25 minutes. And more information is kind of coming out later saying that MGM actually did pay a ransom of $38 million, um, which, you know, a lot of uh, cyber experts actually advise you not to do because when a threat actor says, yeah, if we have your data, if you pay this ransom, we'll delete it. Well, one, you really don't know if they're going to delete your data or not. They could just be saying that and they get your, your millions of dollars. But the real thing to do is just kind of just suck it up take the hit and also go to your backup. So that's the importance of having all of your data backed up. But yeah, 
<laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on this, Greg? Like I said, when I oh. heard it, it was like, wow. So for me, when I heard it, it was like, oh, okay, just another company that's been hacked, right? But when you yeah. told me, it's like, no, like, it, it was more than that, right? I was like, wait, there's no fucking, like, it must have been really damaging, right? But then, because mm-hmm. this happened, what, Monday? It was like, it, it was either, like, last week or whenever you yeah, told I me. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was last week, yeah. So, so you told me last week, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, I know we got the show. But then I go into work on Tuesday and my boss is like up in arms about like fishing mm-hmm. and all the stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So it all tied together, right? Yeah. And a lot of these companies now, they're like, oh, yeah, like that's a big deal. So we need to start taking security, like security mm-hmm. and stuff very seriously. So I had to do a, like an hour training on phishing emails and just yes. not clicking things, using, mm-hmm. um, using our work laptops and not trying to use outside devices and stuff, which I'm like, I understand. I, I see the premise why. But right. if it if a threat like that took people to finally take security and internet security serious, um, we're mm-hmm. doomed. Because right. these are things you should know. Right. Like for me, when I say no, I'm like, at this point, my grandmother, who's in her 70s, if she know about it, we should know about it. And right. I, I say that not to kind of be like an asshole about it, but to say that as much as people talk about it, the not the hackers and stuff like that, they haven't gotten better. They haven't gotten more clever. They just got right. more deceptive. And mm-hmm. they they allow themselves to patiently wait for impatient people because we don't have right. really big attention spans. So, you know, they don't go and just give the the subject line of urgent, I need help and stuff like that. They'll, they they mask it very well. And then they make a yeah. conversation, like they're willing to have these conversations now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So yep. like for me, my my personal story was last week, I get a call from my bank or what I thought was my bank. Same situation. Mm. Oh, well, somebody um, has your account information and they wanted to sell two large quantities to a Zelle account. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird because Bank of, you know, my bank, at least Bank of America, they don't do that. They don't go mm-hmm. and, you know, contact you. And everything is verifiable now. You got to verify through a text message. You got to verify through an right. email link. Like, and whatnot, I'm sorry, not an email link because that's sufficient, but like, you know, two-factor authorization, um, MFA, right. all these things, right? And they didn't even, when they got on the call with me, they were like, hey, can I speak to? And I'm like, yeah, it's me. And then they just instantly went into the spiel, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, this, this mm-hmm. is just phishing right here. This is your, your phishing mm-hmm. for information. And right. when you were telling me the story, I'm like, okay, that happened obviously with MGM, but on like an email scale. But I've mm-hmm. noticed, Cashly, a really big influx in just, like, just not even spam. Because I think we're past spam. We're just honestly just, like, internet sleuths. Like, right. I don't know if they're hackers. I don't think they're spam. I just think people just trying to get as much information and data out of you as possible. Right. Because my LinkedIn, I've blocked more accounts from the, the in, was it in mail than ever. Yeah because they've they've understood now that they can go and buy the 
premium package of LinkedIn. Yeah. You just message everyone. And it's spam. Like even jobs. Hey, you should consider this job. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Here's this mm-hmm. link. You do that, you're done. Right? And you wouldn't know the wiser because now you have AI. You and I have talked about this for months now. Like yeah. AI being like prevalent as well. But with MGM and Caesars, like the one thing that you would mention that was a really big thing, and I thought about it while you just said it, was they have a lot of, you know, popular, well-known, and more more importantly, more connected, like, sources, like celebrities, mm-hmm. movie stars, and stuff like that. Their contact information is there. Their phone numbers yeah. are there. Their credit card information is there. So you, and I'm sure, obviously, they have, like, a backup to a backup of, like, card information and stuff like that. But even having that, there's going to be one or two that fall between the cracks that just they have access to now and I don't want to like name right. names or something. Cause I was thinking about one. I'm like, I don't, I can't think of one right now, but I can definitely say that it's made me take security measures even more like to the point where now I'm using my VPN almost right. like, you know, a hundred percent of the time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And even like I have Verizon's uh, VPN and I don't like that one. I'm still searching for the best VPN or the most uh, suitable. Um, people have told me that the one I've used, which is NordVPN, is garbage, and to just try something else. So I've, you know, been doing that um, web browsing and stuff like that. I've yeah. honestly gone incognito a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we have iPhones. Private Relay is like yes. a, a saving grace. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, a a decent password mass, uh, messenger, or ma- I'm sorry, a uh, password manager. Um, yeah. They, I've tried a few. I won't tell you which ones I've stuck with, but there's like Dashlane. There's the Safari iCloud password. Um, I don't use that one personally because like sometimes I'm just not like I'm on Chrome and you can't use the iCloud security ones. Right. Um, you mm-hmm. got, what is that? Um, one password. And it's like a, a multitude of different ones. And the, the two that I personally think are the best are Dashlane and 1Password. And some people will say differently. Um, me, I have the lifetime subscription to <laughs> Dashlane, so I'm kind of biased about that. And then with 1Password, I've honestly, as long as I've had an iPhone, like 1Password's been a thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it just feels right. And now with iOS 17, you have... Um, pass keys so whenever you like sign up to a uh, website or something like that instead of you typing in you know dr pepper 103 for your passwords for everything it will tell you to use face id and it'll give a complicated password that will also save the password in your one password or your um Mm -hmm. icloud we call it like your icloud passwords and stuff like that um and the reason why I mention that is because, you know, since we're talking about the MGM hack, um, for them to be as, in my personal opinion, as secure as they are, this is a measure that, like, it didn't even slip between the cracks. Someone got comfortable. And mm-hmm. whenever you get yeah. comfortable, shit like this happens. So I would just advise people to just do your due diligence, do your research on how right. to strengthen your security because, like, Everything you said, Cashly, it happened. But if it can happen to a big company, 
it can happen mm-hmm. to somebody as small as us. So I'll land right. there. Yeah. And another big thing that we've always talked about here on the show is the dangers of not having your your cyber processes tight. It can damage your reputation. Um, me personally, just I know I'm, I'm just me. I can only speak for myself. I would never stay at MGM or any of their properties at this point. Um, it, if all it took was for someone to call in and impersonate an employee and then cause this much havoc, like you said, somebody got comfortable. And that means they didn't really take it seriously. And that means if I would have stayed there, my sensitive information would have also been exposed and could have caused a lot more damage for me personally. You know, so it can damage your reputation. So not only did they lose millions, they also have a damaged reputation. Now, how long that will last? I don't know. Um, I know it's being reported that they still don't have digital keys up running yet. Um, at, at the time of the cyber attack, they had to actually go around handing out physical keys. So um, I'm guessing that was really time consuming and uh, really inconvenient. So uh, yeah, take care of your, your cyber health. For sure. uh, have strong passwords, use VPNs if you're on public Wi-Fi. Um, also, don't click on things that you don't recognize. Stop telling people your information. Um, I don't know if you've seen this TikTok going around of this guy asking this girl just random questions, which happen to be very personal questions, which could be tied to a password. He could have easily fi- figured out her password just based on the question he asked her. So social engineering is a very big thing. And like I said, phishing and all of those different um kind of tactics kind of really fall under that. So um, be careful when you post things on social media. Don't, in fact, I would say remove, if you have birth dates on any of your socials, remove them. If yep. you have, um, if you even if you have your full name on any of your mm-hmm. socials, remove them. Because those are things that can easily allow somebody to create some, create something with your identity. At this point, mm-hmm. they need your name and your birth date, and that'll be yep. enough to get them get you through the door. So, yeah, just kind of be conscious of that. Um, <clears throat> also, it, be very careful when children are involved. Um, mm-hmm. There is a TikTok um, going around of a gentleman who found out his daughter was being groomed by somebody on the internet, an adult, and um, this person. Um, I would say coerced her to sending very suggestive photos of herself. So the gentleman reports this to the police. I believe the state was in Ohio. Um, He reports this to the police around 6 p.m. The cops, first of all, didn't show up until like midnight. So the guy comes to the door and he's like, well, you know, my daughter's sleeping because I really wanted you to talk to her so she could tell you exactly what was going on. One of the police officers, who was a woman, by the way, says, well, uh, yeah, we could talk to her, but we would have to charge her with child porn. Wow. Yes, they would charge her with with child porn. They said that she sent the photos. And the father's like, but she's six years old. Like, why would a six-year-old send, you know, nude photos of themselves just Mm because? 
No, someone, an adult, actually got in their head and let them think that this was okay. They're being groomed. This is a crime, okay? And basically, the TikTok ends, and the guy he's totally distraught. He's like, you know, just, just, just go ahead and go. Well, um, there's another article that I saw today where the police chief of um, who was pretty much over the two officers. Um, spoke out against that, said he didn't condone that behavior at all, and they're going to investigate further. But yeah, it just kind of shows that when it comes to cybersecurity, it affects everybody. So you have to make sure not only are you protected, but your children are protected as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, my response to that is yeah, everything you said, but it's one of the main reasons why like even though my kid is like very um what do you call it like tech savvy she won't Mm -hmm. have what a lot of kids have my goddaughter had a cell phone at seven and i understand the Mm -hmm. the security need of that but i'm at the point now where it, it just it bothers me how much technology we actually have as techies it's like some of us, like you said, we use it for good, but mm-hmm. there's a larger majority who use it for evil. And I'm not saying right. that they're doing it to be malicious. They're doing it with like just really bad intentions. When I say bad intentions, mm-hmm. trolling people, just getting people's information to use it against them, doxing and things like that. It, right. I just I don't know how it is to not live without the without the internet. I don't like, mm-hmm. I remember it obviously, but I've gone through so many like technology changes and advances that it scares me where it can go next because right last, last year at this time, people weren't talking about making their jobs easier with like an AI service. Now people That's are right. having the ability to honestly get eight hours of work done in a flash of a second. Like, mm-hmm. oh, create a spreadsheet with this, 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 and this, and this, and it does it. And you're sitting there like, how? Um, Canva, I'm not a graphic designer by any means. And I've figured out Canva thanks to the AI recommendations and platform within Canva. Um, mm-hmm. But on a security level for me, um, I know how like my house is laid out. I know how other things are laid out. And I just, I don't feel comfortable with my, my kid now just being very, not tech savvy, but just to have it in their hands. Um, my, my daughter, for example, she can open up an iPad and she was, she's been doing this since she was two, open up the iPad, scroll until she finds the icon she wants to get to. Mm-hmm. Use the voice command in YouTube to find what she wants to go to. Wow. She can't type, but she can go to the voice function and say "bubble guppies" or "little angel" and go to the videos that she wants to see. So now my YouTube algorithm is nothing but that. And uh-huh. I don't know if you remember, like the one of the first two episodes we had done of Black Techies. I was telling you that she was on YouTube, and she was watching these kitty videos and stuff like that, and if I wasn't actually paying attention, I'm not saying I'm a perfect parent, but I was actually at this point, like being attentive and not just in my own personal like sphere and like world, 
I heard the video on YouTube and it was like uh, just a guy in like a suit and there was child music. So it, it's kind of like the, oh, wow. to a parent. It, yeah. It identifies like, okay, the kid, the kids know the music and everything, but they're also having a conversation and he's whispering, he's saying things. And he was like, don't you like that little girls? Don't you like this? Oh no. And I was like, Oh, like it's things like that. And mm-hmm. even, even when you flag it, like you flag the stuff, well, what happened is all he does is just private the video and then it pops up again. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just a huge proponent of right now, not for the kids. I, I'm absolutely right. not for that shit by any means. So mm-hmm. that, that's all I had to say about that, though. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we can move on to the uh, Apple events. So mm-hmm. we know Apple had their big event um, on September 12th, and they announced a couple of new products. I, I guess you can call them new or just revamps of what they already have. Exactly. Uh, I don't think Apple's really dropped anything new, new since what, those gargles? Those goggles? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so yep. Apple announced the iPhone 15 Pro iPhone 15 Pro Max, also iPhone 15, iPhone 15 Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, there's not much of a difference between them all, except maybe the size and maybe a slight difference in the camera. Um, what are, What are your thoughts on those so far, um, just the phones so- that they released? The the phones are, um, the iPhones. Uh, I know it sounds fucked up yeah. to say, but that, that's exactly what they are. This is like, oh, new iPhones, like great. We, we know we're getting them every year, which is cool. It's dope. I, like I really enjoy the fact that you know we have new iPhones every year. But the mm-hmm. issue that I'm seeing is they went from being the innovators to honestly just not knowing how to capture an audience anymore. And right. when I say that it's because they now just they just do shit. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that the best functions or the best features of the iPhone for the last four years have been like camera functions. And mm-hmm. for phones to still have the same bodies that they have, they're not getting bigger. The cameras right. are getting better. It's a little bit weird for me. I, I personally, I feel like our eyes are being trained to look at image like images differently because yeah. when I look at photos I took on my iPhone 10 or my iPhone X, which is only what now five what five years ago, those yeah. don't look the same. When I look at the mm-hmm. black the BlackBerry cameras, obviously they had really bad cameras. They had what like six yeah. megapixel cameras, mm-hmm. um, so they weren't that good. But we're talking 48 megapixel cameras now. Like the iPhone 14 has 48 megapixels. And I'm sure it was like either 12 or 24 for the iPhone 10 through 12. You can't tell me that the camera quality went that bad. And I just think it's like conditioning of what we see versus what's actually happening. Um, But outside of just like the camera functions, I do think that the action button is kind of dope for me. I know that I'm going to assign it to the camera. Um, And the reason for that for me is there are a lot of times where 
I don't want the camera icon on my home screen because I feel like it's redundant. You have like on your lock screen, you have the uh, flashlight, you have the camera on the right. Right. But a lot of people, what they do is if they want to get to the camera, they'll lock their phone because the camera's in a folder or something like that. And then they'll go and, you know, use the camera that way. Having the action button just go to the camera means that regardless if I'm in any app, I can be in Snapchat. I can be in Facebook. I can be on here on stereo. And if I need to take a photo really quick, I just press the action button. Before, mm-hmm. you would have to go swipe up from that app, get away from that app or whatever, find the camera app, or alternatively, swipe down from the control center. It just There's a lot that's not fluid with iOS, but for simple people like me, I like my phones to be simple these days, um, simple and secure. So on the simple side, the reason why I moved from Android years ago was because the the complexity of Android was a little bit too much for me. I was, you know, in my like mid twenties. Actually, no, wasn't I? Was even was I? I was like my early twenties. I've been on Apple for years. It's been over a decade. Yeah. So the reason why I moved is because like I just like my phone simple now. If I want to open a camera app, I'll get the camera app. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, the um, it's just fluid having that. What do you what do you call it? Like the interconnectivity between like yeah. going from your iPhone to your iPad to your MacBook to your app, like all that, like those functions are worth it to me. Every Android person that attempts to have the conversation about Android being the best, they instantly go to the camera. And I have to tell them, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, like I understand that like the camera is good, yes, but you also can't negate the fact that Apple doesn't make their cameras like those Android mm-hmm. providers like Samsung do. So when people say, yeah. oh, well, the Samsung has the best camera for the phone, I'm like, but you know, they also supply Apple theirs, right? So they're not going to yeah. give Apple their best camera lenses and then be like, oh, well, <laughs> we're competing with the same camera. It just doesn't make right. sense. But the action button, it really got to me. I was like, that was the draw. Um, but the keynote was garbage. Uh, I think. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. been very monotone in the way that they speak and the way that they have these keynotes. And it's because of the pandemic. Before, the right. keynotes were exciting because you would have people in the room. Tim would That's just right. honestly yeah. be talking about what the features are instead of, okay, let's introduce every person from Apple so we can get familiar with them. I don't want to get familiar with them. They spent like 15 to 20 minutes doing a, a Mother Nature thing telling us about how green they're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Nobody cares. Um, when I say that, I'm being completely honest with you. If people cared about being as green as they as Apple made it seem, they would be mad at the fact that Apple is shipping <laughs> through UPS and FedEx boxes with the mm-hmm. phone in them in a box instead of just saying, right. you know what, we're just going to slap a label on the iPhone and then just ship it to your house, right? But they know they can't do that because you see a $1,400 iPhone Mm-hmm. <laughs> just out of a box, right? Guess yep. what? Somebody's going to steal it. Somebody's not getting their iPhone. Which right. again, somebody would say, "Well, great. That's why we have shipping boxes." Then you can't be completely fucking green. And you, right. you can. That's right. Like, you could do like Amazon and have like the the recycled boxes and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. And I'm sure UPS has some way of being green as well. But Apple went all in on this, just like madness of 
we're making things, you know, more streamlined. Like they don't want to make leather cases. And I was like, well, you don't want to make leather cases anymore because people were bitching about their phones being too high or, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that now like it's hard to sell somebody a $70 leather case for their phone every right. year. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because the phones now aren't like how they were for like the, the eight and the nine or well, sorry, the seven, eight, nine series where it's like, great. We know the phone itself isn't going to change. The body isn't going to change. The features did. Now we've gotten to the point mm-hmm. where they can't change too many internals. So they just make the phone, you know, 9% smaller, 9% more round. And they even throw these numbers out in the keynote, which to me, again, ridiculous. But going back mm-hmm. to what I was saying, and I'll shut up for a second, is the keynote, the takeaways for me is this. Um, when it comes to the Apple Watch, it, it's at peak smartwatch right now because yeah. they they can't do anymore. I looked at them talking about right. the, yeah. the Series 9 and the Ultra 2, and I said, I yeah. just bought the Ultra, the Ultra 1 last year, and you're telling me the only function that it has that's different is now you can with your fingers like i guess the motion of your fingers can trigger the watch so if you want to pause a show you want to end a call you can do that while that's novel and while that's great um i just spent 700 dollars last year for this watch now you want me to take this watch trade it in or give it to somebody sell it and then buy the exact same watch with the function that should have come with the watch anyway right there's no there's no features for the watch like if somebody said hey this watch can go 300 feet into the ocean or something like that they're like all right like for someone that likes that then cool right the issue is the watches already do everything they can possibly do with the watch or else you couldn't yeah. sell the exist like the existing watches you would stop selling them because they, they serve no purpose anymore but there are people mm-hmm. who still have like apple watch fives and sixes because it's a watch at the end of the day the phone right a little bit different because there are some people like me who upgrade their phones every year. If somebody were to ask me, well, Greg, why do you upgrade your phone every year? The reason for me is you get more value or I get more value in doing that every year than I would having a phone for two years and then trading it in or mm-hmm. having a phone, paying it off. And then I just have an extra phone just sitting in the house. I don't need a drawer full of old phones. I don't. I used to do right. that where it's like, oh, my old uh, my old BlackBerry Curve and stuff like that. But it's like, eventually, it just won't work. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's no point. I found I found an old Android, and I thought that that was dope. But ultimately, I'm just not in the vein of caring about holding on to technology. And with, like, me, I have Verizon. Verizon was given up to $1,000 for my iPhone. I paid $1,400. When I say paid, meaning like I had the monthly payment of like 50, right. 60 bucks. But what Verizon has done that other companies don't do is they went from having two-year contracts to having no contracts to now having three-year contracts on mm. like device oh, payments. Wow. So yeah. you have to pay up to 50, uh, 50% of the value. So even though I buy a phone every year, so I still have to pay the difference in the four months that it would have been. So that's roughly like 200 bucks. So I have to pay $200 towards trading my phone in, in order to get a new phone every year. And someone will say, mm-hmm. well, Greg, that's crazy and stuff like that. I'll tell you what I do. And again, I'll shut up is I spontaneously lose an iPhone every year. 
Now, somebody would say, well, Greg, why do you lose an iPhone every year? I was like, in the event that, you know, I need like a backup camera or something like that, right? You have yeah. Apple Care, right? So, and I learned this from a friend was, he was telling me about cameras. He's like, Greg, you know, you can go get the Sony A7S III and all this, and it's going to be like $2,500. He was like, oh, you can just get an iPhone. And I was like, I have an iPhone. He's like, no, like you lose your iPhone or misplace your iPhone and you use your Apple Care or you use your um, Asurion or whatever. You pay them, they send you a new mm-hmm. phone. And now that these phones are like SIM cardless, so to speak, all you have to do, yeah. you have a you have a fucking two thousand dollar camera in your pocket that you don't have to carry around like a Sony A seven S three. Now, is that legal? Probably wow. not, but it's <laughs> way cheaper than paying twenty five hundred dollars, right? But ultimately, you know what I have to say about the Apple event. Outside of that, is um, don't get the Apple watches at all this year unless you have. To me, if you have a Series six or lower, like maybe. Yeah. It, but if you have like a seven or eight, it's not worth it. If you went and bought the iPhone 14 or 13 or something like that, you should be good unless you're getting the 15 Pro Max. The 15 Pro Max mm-hmm. um, is just awesome feature wise. It has like enough camera stuff and a whole bunch of like things that make it worthwhile. But ultimately, the reason why a lot of people are, I'm telling them to hold off, what I'm going for is USB C. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest feature is well, it's not even a feature. The EU pretty much bullied Apple into making all of their devices going forward have USB-C. So you're like, great. Yeah. Now you would have one cable for everything. We were talking about this last week when I was like, you know, just talking about the keynote, right? But right. having one cable to charge your iPad, your MacBook, even if you don't have Apple products, you most of your devices that are made these days have USB-C. So it makes sense to have mm-hmm. a phone that has USB-C. When you go out of town, you only need one cable, maybe two. If you're like, yeah. all right, I want to charge two things at once, but boom, two cables. What I have had to do is recently I've had to travel with USB cable, a lightning cable, a MagSafe mm-hmm. cable and a dock in order to charge the things I need to charge because I have AirPods. I have the iPad mini. I have the MacBook. I have my phone and the, what is it? The, um, the AirPod pros. And then somebody would say, great. Why do you have all these devices? If you, you're listening to black techies. So we more than likely carry around mm-hmm. a, a bunch of tech at any given moment. Right. So it yep. made sense mm-hmm. for me to just have these items. Now I don't carry it with me, like out going to work and stuff like that. I used to. And then I was like, you know what? This it's not good to just have this much money just on you. Right. So mm-hmm. Apple, they, very monotone they just they didn't hit the mark this year the keynote was roughly i'd say like 40 minutes too long i just want them to get in get out tell me the features i do not need 10 minutes of them explaining to me the conceptual like camera like save that for the the after show like if people want to sit and listen to that bullshit then cool just tell the average consumer what the phone features do but they right. have to make up they have to make up for like an hour, right? So they're trying to figure out how yeah. to keep you mm-hmm. engaged for an hour. So they did that bullshit mother nature thing. They did the whole telling us about computational data and how now you can buy more iCloud storage for thirty dollars mm-hmm. a month and order I'm like, why don't you just give people unlimited storage because they're paying for the value of the phones? Right? Common sense yep. shit. They did not. Um 
That being said, I did purchase the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Again, I'm a glutton for punishment. I went and got the natural <laughs> titanium. And the reason mm-hmm. for that is because I've had black iPhones before. I'm past that stage. Um, I've had my recent phone is purple. I had the green one before that. I had the blue one before that. So I've had all those colors. I think once upon a yeah. time, I had like a white iPhone. But one thing I do know about titanium is, say if you have like a titanium watch band for your watch and you're scratching it against desk and stuff like that, or just right. against surfaces, it starts to wear and starts to, to show that that actual titanium, that actual finish, right? So mm-hmm. I just figured going with the natural titanium is best because I can rock it with the case. I can rock it without a case. Um, lately, right. I have been going in, around the house not having a case on my phone. Is it bad? Uh, yes. However, I discovered that even though I don't have it now, it's cheaper to not only have Apple Care Plus, because for $13.49 a month, if your phone gets lost, right? You pay them $99 yeah. and they send you a new phone. If your phone is broken, you pay the deductible of, I think it's either 80 or 90 bucks, right? If your screen gets cracked, it's $29. That's cheaper yeah. than most cases. That's absolutely cheaper than most screen protectors. Because when you look at screen protectors, they're $59. And I don't care what anybody says. I've bought more invisible shields in the past decade than I should. Because I never remember to register them. And I also don't want to pay them $10 to wait three days for them to send me a new screen protector. So that's mm-hmm. just not in me, right? Um, so definitely get the Apple Care Plus. It, to me, it just makes more sense overall. But if right. you have a, a 13 or 14 like iPhone, I would just say wait a year. And with the iPhone 16, there'll be more features. Um, yeah, feature like feature wise, iOS 17 is still half baked. It's just like they they clarified shit for iOS 17. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, they know real right. features, but we, we're gonna prettyfy this to make it seem important. Which I don't want to say they did or didn't. It just it didn't hit the mark for me. I've had iOS 17 on my phone since June the whatever the beta. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill one that came out i've had the beta on my phone since then and while it's nice to have those functions and features a lot of it people aren't going to use like the like the changing the the contact photo so whenever somebody has you in their phone like you get to pick your photo and stuff like no i picked the photo of you for the reason why would i want you to automatically just pick your best photo i think that's kind of lame right then 
they have the journal app, which to mm-hmm. me was the highlight for iOS 17. They said they don't know when that's coming out. And Apple has a history of saying a feature for iOS is going to come out and it never fucking yeah. does. Um, and I'm not going to go down the like history of that, but it just happens. The passkey thing is really good. I think the security with like um, private relay, all those things have gotten better. But overall, um, iOS 17 on top of the iPhone, I think it's made for the iPhone 15 Pro Max. I just don't mm-hmm. think that it's something that is necessary. Um, if I had a function to tell my friends and family, like, yo, like this is the, the feature that you should update iOS 17 for, it's voice mm-hmm. memos. Um, a lot of people, include myself, like to talk, but my, like, like the pod fam, right? Like they have this thing where they leave voicemails, like voice notes, right? Mm, and uh-huh. so, like some days I'm like, yo, it's, it's too much to consume. Like it, one day I got like pissed and I was just like, I turned my phone off for a few hours. Cause like, there was like 78 voice notes and I'm not listening to <laughs> 78 fucking voice notes. Uh-huh. So what I did was I just put my phone on mute. I was like, I'll see them another day. It's been like, I, I probably looked at the chat like twice in like the past two or three weeks. And it's not that I don't love my friends. It was more so it was like, it was just a lot to consume. And it would just be like the most awkward times. It would be like 11 in the morning. It'd be like, you know, four in the afternoon. And I'm not saying what time people should text me because, you know, you can always just use the mute function. But what I wanted out of the voice notes, which they should have already had, and again, it's not my friend's fault, was transcriptions. Like, don't offer a voice option and then not give the transcription option. Every other app has this, like auto AI, um, even the voice notes that's built into the phone has it, which pissed me off because I'm like, yo, iOS 17, thank you for figuring this shit out. For the past four years, all we've wanted people to do is be able to use voice notes that have transcriptions. The reason for this, and everybody knows what I'm going to say, the voice notes you can't listen to or the voice notes you don't feel like listening right. to, they mm-hmm. have the text under them. So you can get a gist of what the conversation is so you can move on with the flow of your day. Because it's different when you're at work or when you're like listening to uh, a podcast or something like that. And I understand we all can't text like we used to. or We all just right. keep texting these days. Still having the option of that voice transcription keeps the conversation flow because I'm telling you, I've missed so many conversations that they've had to ping me to the group chat. They'd be like, Greg, did you see this? And I'm like, no, because I muted the chat because it was mm-hmm. 108 fucking messages of voice notes. And I, I didn't know where to start because it was just so many. Right. But now with mm-hmm. iOS 17, they have that. Um, what I'm hoping for with iOS 18, and again, I'll be quiet, is next year with iOS 18, I just want them to have like folders or sub chats in iMessage. I know, I know it sounds like a really like crazy conception, but just hear me out. Telegram has it. WhatsApp has yeah. it where you can have a group, but then you can have like sub like groups. So if you want to talk sports, like you're like, all right, the Young Black and Bothered podcast, right? Our group chat yeah. for sports. That's like, all right, cool. We have wrestling. We have baseball. We have fo- that way. I'm not flooding our group chat with a whole bunch of different lineups that Cashly and Q don't care for. It's just Lou and I. Mm-hmm. Having that option would be so perfect. And for me, that's just what I took away from Apple's keynote. 
I really hope that people, if you do, you know, intend on getting an iPhone, if you haven't pre-ordered already, just wait till Black Friday. There'll be $800 off. You know, there'll be some specials. It'll be worth it then. But definitely, if you don't have the money right now, if you're just like indecisive on if you want it, wait until the real reviews come out. Don't go on yeah. YouTube and look at MKBHD and iJustine and all those like YouTubers who got the phone for free who are just going to tell you about right. <laughs> the functions. Mm-hmm. That they're essentially regurgitating what the keynote was saying for Apple. Right. right. Yep. Let people have those real day in a life videos or, you know, and you'll know the difference because people will talk about the cons. Every video you'll see of the iPhone between now and, and this is for all phones, Samsung Galaxy, the Google Pixel, all of those phones, when they come out, most of them are under embargo. So they try their hardest to say nothing negative about them Mm -hmm. until after. And then once you do, then you start seeing, oh, my battery's messed up. Oh, hey, I dropped my iPhone this way. And, you know, you start seeing the drop test videos. That's probably the best indicator that the embargo's lifted and people actually purchase those phones. When they start doing drop tests to see how durable they are, then you can start, you know, trusting those reviews for real. Um, other than that, though, I think we got a voicemail probably from Baylor because I know he was in here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play this and I'm going to let you get yours off about the Apple, you know, the Apple. Yeah. Keynote. Hey, beautiful people. Whenever y'all finish with the lovely content that y'all bless the stereo with right now, I can head on over. <laughs> we doing drugs today. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so y'all interested in experiencing us doing drugs tonight? Oh, uh, in. Jesus. Yeah. So for anybody who is listening, we'll, we'll, we'll be over there. He is <laughs> Baylor and Gigi <laughs> are doing a show where they will be consuming um, the ganjas of the world, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So j- just just be aware that that will be happening. That's a thing. So we will shout out to them. We will be there. We won't be mm-hmm. much longer in this show because not much has happened tech wise. Um, right. I do have one piece after Apple. Um, it's just really brief, but I'm gonna let you get it off about what you felt about Apple. Go ahead. Um. First of all, I know from last year's Apple event, I was much more excited about. So I was front and center, ready to stream it. This year, it was kind of like blah, and I actually missed it. So I had to catch the replay. So I catch the replay, and I find myself scrolling through it. Like, I couldn't really sit through it all the way. And I thought they were going to, you know, drop something real different, like they did with the, um, the goggles. But it's just new iPhones and a new Apple Watch 9 and an Ultra 2. So, I mean, it, was, it just wasn't exciting at all. And then, like I said, with me, you know, being a grown-up now and buying homes and whatnot, yeah. I, I'm not going to partake. So Facts. That is a <laughs> Yeah, fact. I mean, yeah, there's no difference at all. And especially with the watches, um, I think the only difference was maybe the brightness. So the always on display, one is a little bit more brighter than the other one. Um, And however, they didn't really, they didn't really talk about the difference in the battery life between the two. So I would guess that it's always on and one is more brighter than the other one. You're going to drain Mm -hmm. your battery a lot faster. So um, as far as the watches go, um, the ones I get are normally the Wi-Fi watches. So at best, you could probably answer your phone and you can probably control your phone if it's really nearby. But I think it, I think you really won't get the 
big value out of the watches unless you have like the mobile plan to go with it. But who would really want to do that? Exactly. You know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I, not I really just, excited this year. Yeah, yeah. It it was just like what was the point? What was the why? Like if you could tell right. me like what y'all were thinking. And somebody's gonna hate me for saying this, but I've said it for the last two years. Um, they were more innovative when it came to being the you know in the pandemic. During the pandemic, right. they had way more innovation. People were working from home. They mm-hmm. it just to me they they it felt right. Like it felt like they were actually right. working towards a goal of being better and you know creating no, like these new features. Now, right. I don't know what the hell Apple's doing? I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, this sounds like bullshit. Sound like you just you can't innovate. They haven't innovated, right? In, you know, in a while. So I'm just really hoping and praying that they get it together because mm-hmm. it's not like anybody. You know, we're too far removed from a new device taking over. The mm-hmm. Galaxy, like Android, had their moment. Let, let's be honest here. Like people say, right? Hey, well, you know, it's. For me, it's never been a Galaxy versus an Android thing, but it's absolutely been a uh, simplicity versus um, customization type of thing. Where some people are like, yeah. you know what? Like, I just want I want my phone to be fully customizable and everything. I'm like, I don't really need all that. I just need my phone to be a phone, but it also has the functions that I need. I need applications. I need Facebook when I need it. I need Twitter when I need it. And I've never been let down from my iPhone when it comes to just honestly, like usability of the device. I, I would love to just be able to open up my phone and shit work. When I had Androids, there would be days that I would open the phone and I'm like, well, um, it's just frozen for four or five minutes. Um, I'll, I'll wait for the phone to be, a, you know, to want to be a phone again. It's like, or you can just be the fucking phone I paid for and just work. Like what's so hard about that? But again, that's Android. That's my personal experience with Android, right? Now, a lot of my friends who still have Android, they speak on Android as like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's fine. I don't have any like malicious, you know, intent or like I don't want to change their minds about iPhones. And I hate having the Android versus iPhone conversation. I just tell people, right? I'm at that point in life where I'm like, I've had simple phones. Like if I can go to, back to a BlackBerry and like BlackBerry Messenger and shit then I would go there. But I've noticed a lot of people that are on Android, they'll tell you they never really had a BlackBerry or BlackBerry message. They didn't get that experience. So when I see iMessage, I see it as the same thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. iMessage, you know, iPhone, BlackBerry Messenger, them. So it, it just all made, you know, perfect sense for me. And with, I guess, like my last little notion for iPhone the ability to go into the store and the shit just works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, oh, my phone's messed up. Cool, I can go to the Apple store. I can't do that with Android. And it feels like Android also competes within itself with other Androids. It's like, well, which one is the better one? The Pixel or the Galaxy? It's like, see, I, I know the iPhone's just the iPhone. I've never had to compete yeah. with an iPhone, an iPhone 10 user because they got the same OS I got. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, my phone just worked. Yeah, mine too. Cool. When you got to compete, great. Uh, and not having the only thing that I would want out of an iPhone is to have a foldable. That's it. Like I would, you know, I'm at that point again in life where a foldable would be nice. It would be nice to have like the what do you call it? Like the not the Google Fold, uh, the Galaxy Fold, but the the Pixel Fold. 
like I like that that size device, but I also know I want like iOS because iOS looks the same to me or has the same fluidity that my iPad does, that my MacBook does. So it's like that continuity for me versus again Android. And this is not an argument, but every time I've used Android, there's certain ones I can't use. Like I couldn't use HTC because like it just messed up every time I would use it. Um the Samsung OS, I, just, I think it's very complicated and it's not user friendly. So if my grandmother was to say, hey, I got a Galaxy phone, I wouldn't want to try to teach her that. It, it, it's not receptive to just everyone using it. When you get an iPhone, it talks you through the process. Hey, do you want to mm-hmm. set up your phone from new? Then when you mm-hmm. open it up, it's just you know square icons from the top to the bottom, right? I right. like that. When I get to, like, I have in my possession now, the uh, Moto, some, like one of my friends that works at Verizon, shout out to him. He sent me a phone from Motorola, right? And I don't like Motorola, mm-hmm. but it was for free. So I was all with it. I go and I open the phone and there were 17 different pre-installed apps from Motorola and Verizon. <laughs> I was like, no, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're not doing. And just told me, she was like, Greg, do you hate that that bad? I was like, when you buy a phone, you want that phone to be as green and native as possible. Like right. how mm-hmm. Apple installs their pre-installed apps. I'm cool with that. What I'm not cool with is having 17 different apps that I know I'm not going to use. I'm not going to use VZ Navigator in fucking 2023. I won't. Right. I'll, I don't care what anybody says. It's just not going to happen. So I, I guess to land my plane with that, with Apple, they they have this year for me, they, they have this year to figure out what the fuck they're going to do because they have gotten to the point where they, they're so comfortable in trying to figure out who they are or what they are that they don't know who they are anymore. They're like, oh, what are we? Do we want to be VR? Do we want to be AI? Do we want to be group chats and shit? Like, or you could just be Apple, bro. Like, it's, mm-hmm. just, just be what you're great at. And it, it just really bothers me that they just can't figure that out. So again, they they have until next year. Um, just moving from that because I know we're about to end soon. Is Clubhouse um, again? Mm-hmm. They have decided that they want to prioritize stereo like chats, where mm-hmm. they have bubble like you pose a question yeah. or you open a room and you just have multi chats where people just leave commentary on your original commentary. Right. While nice, while novel. No, that was not the premise that was intended of clubhouse. And I'm starting to feel like what we had talked about, you know, last week was people are in their personal silos now and people mm-hmm. don't want to have conversations with new people, which means for me that people are just like one track mind and well minded and there's no, there's not enough growth having, you know, happening in conversations. Um, that extends to um, Twitter um, slash X, whatever you want to call it. Um, Elon mentioned that he wants all users of Twitter eventually to pay a fee. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The moment right. that happens, Twitter is already dead. We've we've said this before, and Twitter, like he's made good leaps, and then. When did we say this? It wasn't last week, but I said it before that he'll do like one really good thing that like makes it like, and it's like small things that he'll do. He'll like yeah. do a small thing that makes sense 
It's like, oh, that's a great idea. And then he just puts his fucking foot in his mouth. But to right. say that you want everybody to pay money is the most asinine way to kill off a platform that you overpaid for. It, white people and money mm-hmm. have to be the most dangerous people on planet Earth. <laughs> I'm t- it, it has to be the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen. I'm like, bro, yep. you, you're, you're telling me it makes sense in your head to essentially to kill off your... You're, you're killing off something you paid billions for, which is dumb. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the whole Twitter and Clubhouse thing? First, when um, Clubhouse did their update, I go onto the app. and Like you said, it was a stereo-like conversations, And I was like, what is this? And mm-hmm. it didn't seem really user-friendly because I'm like, okay, how do you, how do you click on each bubble? Because it was kind of like just going by really, really fast. And you couldn't really catch what people were saying. And then I started thinking, okay, well, how do you get back to the original clubhouse rooms? And that was really hard. So they made an app that was relatively easy to use to be totally not user-friendly at all. But I will say one interesting thing happened as a result of this clubhouse updates. Fan base, which I don't know if everybody's familiar with fan base, but it's it's um, it was an app owned by um, Isaac Hayes Jr., mm. um, who who's a black man. Mm-hmm. So he said that his fan base app, his uh, uh, subscriptions jumped like astronomically high since that mm-hmm. Clubhouse update. So what Clubhouse inadvertently did was drove a lot of traffic to this black-owned app. <laughs> Mm. Which I thought was very fascinating because um, he st- he still has that classic um, voice room, so it's kind of along the lines of excess of spaces. So it, that's stuff that you know people actually like to use. It's relatively easy to use and all of that. So he has that along with um, being able to monetize your con- your content, so you can make money off of what you post based off, you know, engagement and things like that. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting thing that happened. Um, as far as X is concerned, um, I, I, I'll admit I, I am paying for the, mm-hmm. I don't know, is it called, is it still called Twitter Blue? Twitter Blue, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm paying for that. I think the only, the biggest thing I've noticed is that, um, I can, I think I've edited maybe two of my posts. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've really fully used all of the Twitter blue features yet. Yeah. But as far as this whole getting everyone to pay, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Not when you still have free apps, like say a fan base mm-hmm. where you can have your spaces or your voice rooms and you can, um, create content and so people can subscribe to your content and you can make money off of it. So I think that, I think when you do things like that, people run to alternatives, mm-hmm. you know, so it, 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 it'll end up hurting that original app and then it'll help end up benefiting whoever everybody ran to. So yeah. that that's kind of what I think. Um, I think, I think Elon paid what 45 billion. Yep. Too much money. 
Yeah, so to see where it is now, um, I, I don't know. I, it's like I hear different things as to why he did it, but it's like I still don't know why he did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> why Why did he do it? Yeah, he, he just can't get right. <laughs> he yeah. honestly can't get right, Ashley. He, um, he doesn't know where he wants to be when it comes to this app. And mm-hmm. he, he wants it to be an all-in-one app, which it already is. And no one has the balls just telling you, this already has everything. It, it had everything. And all you got to do mm-hmm. is just turn it back on. Like, when you think about Instagram stories, they had fleets. Just turn the shit back yeah. on. If you want to compete with TikTok, just turn Periscope back on. All, mm-hmm. all those things already existed. And I think people forget the fact that right, the shit's yeah. already there. Like, a lot of stuff that is popular now, Twitter was doing. Mm-hmm. And they canceled. It's like they like the the second or third version of Google was like they come out with something innovative. It's great. And they're like, you know what? We just don't even want to bother with it anymore because it's too much bandwidth for us. And it's like, it's not. All you gotta do is just turn the lights on, turn the lights on and the right. room will work. Right. Like it's just mm-hmm. how it works. Um, he hates Twitter spaces, but then he hosts two Twitter spaces a day. It, it's certain shit. It's like, yo, he can't be this fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. He, he can't be, but he is like, he's, he's the smartest, richest idiot that. I can comfortably say I know when I say no meaning like just publicly talks. There are billionaires, millionaires, trillionaires probably that don't work like the way he works. His brain. And I understand he has like Asperger's and stuff like that. So I'm not making an excuse for that. For him, it's like he wakes up some days and he's like, you know what? I'll make this work. And then the day after he's like, Fuck that shit! I want to destroy it. And it's like, oh, he, right. he, he, he just he may just have ADD to the point where it, it's that bad. But people like him who have that much money are dangerous. He's been, I guess, advised to not kill off the app because it's going to be hard to just like get rid of fifty five or forty five billion dollars. Because guess what? You purchased it. You could have left right. it alone. It could have been what it was. Yeah. But instead, he wanted to make it more. He And the thing is, he wanted to make it more, but he didn't, have, he didn't have a blueprint. He didn't have anything he wanted to do. He just wanted to be. He wanted to be the face right. of it. And yep. he didn't realize that, oh, you can own Twitter and X, but people are going to still treat it how it's always been. It's like mm-hmm. the only way he could comfortably, in my opinion, destroy Twitter outside of turning the power completely off is telling people they can't tweet because mm-hmm. as long as that functions that like he's gone through waves of all the things that like he's going to cancel and all, oh you know if you want to type more than 5,000 characters pay for a Twitter premium if you want to undo tweets and like people already been just putting out tweets without editing them so they're like why the fuck am I pay to edit the tweet like you and I we do it because it's like we kind of have like this way of like, we just don't want to fuck up stuff. Like the way we talk is the way we talk. We make a grammatical error. It, it kind of like sits on us and we're like, we'll delete it and then bring it back. Right. But we've also been on Twitter since 2008, 2009. So we've been on there a very long time. So we've seen right. the ebbs and flows of Twitter. Elon, mm-hmm. honestly, in my opinion, it feels like Twitter, you know, Elon came around around like 2013, 2014. And we started just talking about him more than we should. And he just, right. yeah. I'm sure he's been around before that, but he didn't matter to me in my sphere since then. And with Twitter, 
Like it's still that platform for me. When I think about every social media platform I've ever used, Twitter was the one where I built the most bonds and relationships. It allowed me to freely just be who I was. I didn't have to reinvent mm-hmm. myself or just like when I see people on Clubhouse, they're just a different person. But then like they're nice in real life and on Clubhouse, they're a piece of shit. And it's like, just be who you are, right? Twitter allowed you to be who you were, but it also allowed you to grow. So you weren't just like this, this stagnant person like, oh yeah. Right. Like, you know, I'm yep. just, you know, I get that everywhere else. I get TikToks where it's like, okay, this person, they're clearly doing it for money. They're doing it to like, to be somebody. But that real person, mm-hmm. they're also on Twitter. And you're like, you're completely different from who you are on TikTok. And it's like, oh, this is where I can feel comfortable. I can feel safe. And that's why I always like Twitter. Twitter is absolutely not a safe space. But if, if you lock your tweets down to you and your friends and shit, guess what? You block out the bullies. You block out all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when we all did that. Because it's like, no, like, I don't want everybody else in my business and my conversations. That's cool. Like The only reason mine is open because I kind of use it for like the podcast and everything like that. But my conversation has changed as a result. Like If you would go back and look at my 2008 to 2011 tweets, disgusting. Like The, the shit should have <laughs> been banned from TV. But now I, I know how social media works. So there are a lot of people who are younger than, you know, you and I who are like, I don't even say they grew up in social media. They grew up not knowing the consequences of social media. Right. Right. Like they have the ability to just be on there all day long and not suffer a consequence because they don't go outside. I like to travel. So imagine me talking shit about a certain town or a certain place or a certain person. And then I have to go to that town and have to address said person. That's why, like, you know, when we talk on the sports desk about Kyrie and stuff like that, I mean, every fucking word I say about Kyrie, I'm not going to say like, Oh, like he's just like, you know, he's a, a bad man, bad father. Not, like none of that. The decisions he makes, we absolutely want to flame him for those. Right. But with Twitter, um, say, take that same circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. You will have a stranger talk to a stranger, not knowing that that stranger is a dangerous person, right? You would, they would never know because they're hiding behind an egg and a, you know, a VPN that, you know, whatever Twitter uses for their VPN system and stuff like that. Right. But once upon a time, there was more ability to like, I don't, I think at one point Twitter, you couldn't turn your location off. So it would just say, right. Oh, I'm yep. in this state. So it was yep. like, Oh, <laughs> located in DC. Or located mm-hmm. in Florida or something like that. Like, that's what it would say. And then they turned that feature off and then they allowed you to kind of like geolocate yourself. And that's thanks to, um, I was going to say Grubhub, but it's not Grubhub. It's the, the app where you would like check into places. Um, I forgot the name of it. Foursquare. Fucking Foursquare. Where mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. go to a restaurant, a bar, a museum, um, yep. which is whatever. And people wanted to do that. They wanted to check into these places. What was happening, though, is your your enemy or your your op or whatever, they would be able to check into where you were. That's why now when you yep. see these celebrities and stuff, they're like, hey, I don't, you know, I post all my stuff after I leave. It's because of Twitter. It's because of shit like that. People don't want to post their locations while they're there because who the fuck wants to let people know, hey, I'm out of town. I'm not at home. And then they come home mm-hmm. and they shit all gone. That's yep. why they post it when they get back. When these rappers yep. are like, hey, I'm posted up near Roscoe. What's the rapper? I forgot uh, what his name was. God rest his soul. He yeah. uh, posted that like Roscoe's chicken, uh, chicken and waffles. His girlfriend did. People came in and robbed him and killed him in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is why people like once upon a time, social media 
was what it was. It's changed. But I tell people it's even more dangerous now because people have a lot of fucking mouths on them and they don't go outside. The issue with that is this. If you don't go outside, people already know where you at (laughs) because you ain't going nowhere. You're not going to a nightclub. You're not going to a bar and stuff like that. And now people are so sensitive and they don't have enough people skills, especially since we've been through a pandemic. People got trauma from that and shit. They don't know how to talk to each other. And what's scary is since people don't know how to talk to each other and tech and social media, that a, a lot of detrimental shit is and will happen to people because they just they lack communication and people skills. Um, I'm going to be quiet. We got two voicemails and then I'm going to let you have it, Cashley. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I've been on Clubhouse and I don't blame people that are nice in real life and are pieces of shit on Clubhouse because Clubhouse is it's not for the week. It's not for the week at all. But like even on this app, like I feel like Clubhouse is a million times worse mm-hmm. than this app. A million probably even a billion times worse than this app. It's crazy on Clubhouse and you do have to be mean. Yeah. You I don't feel like you can be nice on Clubhouse because people are just fucking crazy on there. You know, you it's like every man for themselves on there, man. Yep. Yeah. I, I have to agree. Um everything she said. Um the reason why I still get on Clubhouse is because it's the the one place I can go and comfortably listen to people argue facts. Like I, I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to understand it, but it happens. I've seen people argue a point without research. And somebody say, Well, great. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yes, it is fucking it is absolutely entertaining to me because you you have to you have to understand how crazy you have to be to argue without research. If somebody right. gives you a link, if somebody tells you something because they know it, they argued to about COVID to doctors. The craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. But it happened on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I heard people talking cash shit. Oh, well, you're just a doctor. So you don't know better. I do, though, because I'm in a conspiracy theory room. Tell me where that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, only on Clubhouse. But people being mean on Clubhouse, it, it goes back to that mentality of Twitter. Like, a lot of people think that well as long as i don't post where my location is i'm like oh, but here's the thing there are people who you're friends with or you, you know and it happens to everybody on social mm-hmm. media that's why i tell people i'm like yo the people that you do deem your friends on social media like it's not like how you and i like when we became friends we became friends because we, we had the, a commonality but we weren't trying to be messy and mixy and shit it's like no we're all friends because mm-hmm. we had the same kind of mentalities. We all like the same things. And we, I feel like we've extended enough grace and tenure as friends. Like, you know what? I trust that person. Like, I'm not going to have you go. Like, we've gone places, like, out of state together. So I would never put you in a, a bad position. I can't say that about people on Clubhouse. I absolutely mm-hmm. know for a fact that you go and you meet some people on Clubhouse. They're your friends one week. The next week, they're talking cash shit about you. Yeah, I, I know it to be true because I would sit in them rooms and hear them. Well, you and I were on the phone last night and we were all cool and you recorded my phone conversation. I'm like, Yo, what type of weird ass weirdos? Wow. Are, it's cr- 
I mean, recording people, phone conversations, exposing people, news and shit. And I mean, that's been happening for decades. But mm-hmm. the issue is doesn't Clubhouse doesn't have consequences. And the reason why it doesn't have consequences is because every, everybody feels like they're like a mafioso or somebody that's mm-hmm. like important. Yeah. It's like, bro, you're, you're not important. There are people on Clubhouse, I shit you not casually, that have 40,000 followers on Clubhouse. This is, I guess, wow. when they had like followers. Now they don't have followers because they, they want to deprioritize the friends and followers and shit, right? So they would have like 20, 30, 40,000 followers. But when you go to their Twitter page, 19 followers. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Instagram page is locked because guess what? You got your kids on there. You got your family on there. Right. But you you mm-hmm. out, you out here on the on the big mic on Clubhouse talking about what what you do and who you are and what you're capable of and stuff like that. And I get it because I do the same thing. Pr- protect your family as you should. However, you intentionally going and making enemies out of strangers, which means mm-hmm. that they don't know you, but you don't know them. They can literally walk past you in, in traffic. It just blow your fucking top off and you would never know. Right. You just, think about the rappers a, a lot of them rappers and shit like yeah. that th- their beefs yeah. and dramas and shit like that they didn't know that that was their last day or it was going to be their last day shit just happened so yeah. uh, again y- 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 y'all gotta be more safe more cautious and shit so j- just be a little bit more cautious and mindful for real um, let me play the second voicemail though I'm actually thinking to get that iPhone 15 well, it's not the Pro. I don't know. Have they released the Pro in America as yet? Because when I went on the Apple website, all I could see was the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 15 Plus. I was like, hmm, I might get that. That's not bad. It's actually £900. And iPhones are normally like 1300 <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was thinking, mm, I might get the iPhone 15 Plus. I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking about it. Haven't got it as yet. I'm still kind of thinking, thinking about it. And um, sorry, and uh, procrastinating. All I'll say, and I'll yeah, let Cashly land from here, is mm-hmm. if that's something you want, um, absolutely go and get it. I'm personally, I'm getting it. It'll be here Friday. Um, and I, again, the landing point for me is the reason why I say this is get it if you know you can protect it and you're going to keep it because Cashly and I have a friend who has lost four iPhones oh, man. since man, May. Oh, man. Um, and it, it went from me kind of clowning him about it to actually being concerned. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to go into it because that's like a, like our personal friendship type of talk. But we we really need to tell people like you don't want to spend that much money on a phone just to continue to lose it. Um, Cause these phones, they're not getting cheaper They're titanium now, mm-hmm. but they're getting, they're getting cheaper to fix. Let me say that they're getting more expensive as a result of like, yeah, you know, in the U S I think the one I paid for was like 1499. The one I paid for last year was 1399. So they're getting more expensive because they are using less material, but stronger material. But right. An iPhone is still an iPhone at the end of the day. It's going to hold its value for at least two years keyword at least um but if you have an iphone i think i said this before she got here is if you have the iphone 14 there's absolutely no need to upgrade to the 15 because it's essentially the same thing 
um, except for it doesn't have USB-C and the action button. So that that's my spiel on it. Cassie, what about you? Yeah, I, I would have to agree on that totally. Um, but yeah, you asked, was it out here in, in the U.S.? Yeah, it's actually out here. And it was an interesting thing because I think um, they were a little late in dropping it. I think it they were a little delayed, not sure what the reason behind that was, but they are fully out. But um, just to kind of land land everything on the show-wise, uh, everything we've covered with the MGM Act, the importance of cybersecurity and protecting yourself online, and the Apple event. Um, just want to send a shout out to um, all those who stopped through and listened, the voice notes, uh, Baylor. Banana Fritter, Big Man 305, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, but yeah, we're going to head on out. And um, any last words, Greg, before we end another great show? Um, yes. Keep finding my iPhone on your fucking iPhone. So even if you lose your yes. devices, the people who have your, like the people who you have in your friend group can track you. Um we can talk about that more, you know, to an extent, because I do want to talk about that, like that find my future. Mm-hmm. It's not used by a lot of people. Turn on your location so people can find you. That's all I'm going to say until yes. next week. Yep. Yep. And, and that's actually a great place to end it. So thank you all for tuning in to Black Techies. I'm Cashley, my dope co-host, Greg, and we'll see y'all next week. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Peace y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 